Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pallet. Abercrombie and Fitch shares rallying the most in more than two months after the Wall Street Journal says at least two rivals are discussing a takeover of the struggling chain. Abercrombie and Fitch shares, they're up now by 12.8%. The Journal, citing unidentified people familiar with the matter, says Express and American Eagle Outfitters are both in merger talks with Abercrombie. Stocks mix. The Dow down 48, down two-tenths of one percent. S&P up a point, higher by one-tenth of one percent. NASDAQ up seven, again also of one-tenth of one percent. NASDAQ is trading at a record. The 10-year down three-thirty seconds at yield, 2.41 percent. Gold up 210 the ounce to 12.18, up two-tenths of one percent. West Texas Intermediate. Oil up 3% now to 47.26 a barrel. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. Well, it is 11.48 in the Bay Area and 2.48 on Wall Street. The following is from Bloomberg View. Opinions and commentary from Bloomberg columnists. I'm Clive Crook, a columnist for Bloomberg View. When Angela Merkel congratulated Emmanuel Macron for his magnificent victory in the French presidential election, she was undoubtedly sincere. President Marine Le Pen would have been a disaster for Europe. Even so, Macron's success has a downside for Germany. It puts the German conception of Europe under pressure. Macron is pro-Europe in the traditional French way. He wants closer integration with fiscal transfers between nations and eventually a United States of Europe. That's exactly what Germany doesn't want. So Merkel has a dilemma. If she resists Macron's drive for more Europe, she'll embarrass the new president and strengthen his anti-EU critics. If she gives way, Merkel's own Eurosceptics will be energized. Merkel used to have Britain as an ally in resisting France's grander European ambitions. No longer thanks to Brexit. It will be interesting to see whether she can grow into the role of chief Eurosceptic. I'm Clive Crook, a columnist for Bloomberg View. For more Bloomberg opinion and commentary, please go to Bloomberg.com slash view or view go on the Bloomberg terminal. This has been Bloomberg View. Bloomberg commentary is going to be heard every weekday at this time. And also at 5.48 and 8.48 and 11.48 Wall Street time. It's something we've all been watching, Corey in particular, auto loans, fraud around auto loans, soaring. Uh, is it another housing bubble? Let's uh, talk with one of our Bloomberg News reporters. He follows the consumer finance area. Matt Scully with us. And this is uh, a story that definitely caught my attention this morning. Matt, bring us up to speed on what you wrote about. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, so it looks like this is just another sign of troubles in the auto loan market. Uh, there's definitely a distinction. We're not dealing with the housing bubble. Um, for one, everyone knows that a car depreciates, and a house, you don't have that uh, necessarily. So uh, there is a big distinction there. But the, in similar parallels to the mortgage bubble years, we are seeing a rise in auto loan fraud. And that's taking place at the dealer level um, with borrowers who may be fibbing on their incomes, or the dealer may be fibbing on their incomes in order to get them a bigger loan for a bigger car. This is all coming as the used car market is suffering from an onslaught of supply hitting the market, um, which is depressing used car prices. So dealers have an incentive to move these big cars off their lots. And one concern that we have now is whether uh, more dealers may be resorting to fraud 
in order to help uh, finance those vehicles and get them moving. Yeah, let's take apart this fraud for a minute, let's, and let's look back at some earlier crises, right? So in the SNL crisis, you had, uh, again, borrowers who lie is part of the business, right? That's that's one of the things that, comp- that, that banks and lenders have always, always had to look at, whether the lender is a dealer or, or, or an SNL or, or a company offering uh, mortgages. But, you know, in the SNL crisis, we had oil, oil and gas companies uh, that were uh, borrowing money like crazy from SNLs, who just had regulations lifted from them, who were borrowing like crazy from SNLs, and the SNLs would complete these loan applications as fast as they possibly could and sell them upstream. In the mortgage crisis in 2007 and before, we had uh, lenders, whether it was Countrywide or, 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 or Wachovia or whatever, lending money to clients that couldn't necessarily pay it back, but quickly selling those loans upstream into the financial system where they caused a lot more risk. Do we have that situation here where the, the problem is being sold upstream and the motivation of the dealers to, to allow phony loans through their system is just to get rid of them, get them off their books as quickly as possible because that's where their real incentive is? Yeah, in part, with the financing mechanism that you're talking about, you're referring to securitization, the process of taking all these loans, bundling them into bonds. That same financing mechanism is there for the auto lending market. There is a difference, and that is that, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the loans amortize so quickly, and there's so much uh, subordination in auto loan asset-backed securities that there's not as much concern about auto asset-backed securities blowing up like uh, as happened with toxic mortgages and subprime mortgage-backed securities. But there is, like, this general feeling that lenders may be exposed. Uh, you know, some, like, captive lenders from the larger car manufacturers, their financing units are exposed. Also, the subprime auto lending market today is extremely fractured. You have tiny, undercapitalized lenders making up uh, the majority of the subprime auto lending market. There's something like two dozen uh, separate independent finance companies that have issued auto asset-backed securities for subprime borrowers in the past several years. I mean, that's a huge number of companies exposed to that amount of risk. Matt, so it's you know, more the companies that may be at risk. Well, the, okay, so that's a good point. I mean, but I guess I have another question is, how did we get here? Here we are, you know, after the financial crisis, and you hope that there are kind of some checks and balances that have been put into place. You certainly talk to financial institutions. They say lots of things have been put in place um, to prevent some other crisis from happening. Whether or not this turns out to be a crisis, we'll wait and see. But nonetheless, how did this happen? Well, we've got to go back to two things. You've got to go back to the writing of Dodd-Frank. The auto lenders got carved out from the Dodd-Frank rules to the CFPB to oversee them directly. We're only now seeing a move towards oversight of the larger participants in the auto space. I'd say that's a big reason why uh, you may have seen a few years of uh, somewhat questionable underwriting. You know, another question is just Fed policy and post-crisis, you know, mortgage underwriting that was tightened possibly too much, who knows. Um, but, you know, borrowers are going to take out a loan where they can take out a loan. If they can't take out a mortgage, maybe they're going to buy a new car. Uh, it also suggests that inventory of, of used cars out there is going to be sizable because you've got, you know, uh, there's, there's a curious thing in your story. I, I didn't quite understand it. Explain to me what happens when, when there's a default on a loan, but the car has been resold or, or has moved on so that it's hard to repossess the car. What, what's, what's the problem there? So one problem that all the lenders are dealing with now and investors are potentially at risk at, uh, for this is the depression in used car prices makes the repossessed car 
worth a lot less when they go to sell it back on the market. So they're getting less money back when the borrower defaults. And the problem is that a lot of lenders kind of they underestimated the amount that they could recover when they underwrote these securities. What do you think investors need to understand about what's going on here? I think you got to be really careful in where you're going to play in the space. If you're going to buy auto asset-backed securities, you need to know the names. You need to know the issuer, their track record, and uh, their management. You should know whether or not they've experienced and under and gone through a downturn before. You know, do they have the chops to get through another one? Uh, does this also mean that uh, uh, the Matt Scully is going to be looking for a used car soon? <laughs> yeah, I wish. I wish down here in Manhattan. You know, wish I could park it. <laughs> well, I guess it's on me then. Carol, what do you think? Is this the answer, finally? Finally, I'm waiting, Corey. Finally going to get a new car? Finally waiting, Corey. This might be the bargain you've been hoping for. Uh, I, I, it looks like we're going to get some bargains, too, in some of these uh, this, these uh, securitized uh, debt things. It's kind of amazing math. They couldn't see this coming. Terrific story from Matt Scully yeah. on the Bloomberg at Bloomberg.com. Headline of the story, auto loan fraud soars in a parallel to the housing bubble. I'll tweet it out at Corey TV. She's uh, at Carol Masser. I'll invite her to do it. Carol, would you like to tweet that out? I would love to, That's Corey That's great. Johnson. Well, you can even retweet me. That'll be easier that way because it's a great story. It's yeah, one people should I'll keep retweet an eye you. On. We are live from the Innovation Labs at Harvard. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Masser, Corey Johnson on the other side of the break. Check on your top business stories and a look at trading. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.